time now for Gator Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Gator Guys on the air, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Glad you're here with us. Uh, it's uh, the big week. By week, last week, as always, getting ready for uh, the always the big game at the end of October. Uh, the Gators heading up to Jacksonville, taking on number one Georgia. And uh, we're here to talk all about it. Uh, guys, this is a game that, you know, let me say it's a must win. I think that probably, look, I mean, you know, Georgia's, they've got the big advantage. They're number one. We get all that. Um, but I think more than anything, you really want to just a good showing. You want to be up there and just be competitive. Um, if you do, then then you've got a shot at winning this. Yeah, I think what Florida wants to do is hang around and just make it, like you said, they want to make it competitive so that they have a chance. And, and I get it. You never go into a game at this level and say, oh, we're just hoping it's a close game. You're trying to win, right? But in order to win, they it has to be a close game because Florida's not going to go in there and roll Georgia, right? So they need it to be a close game, come down to the wire, and let Georgia have to make a play to win it without their best playmaker in the passing game. So maybe then then they have a chance. Yeah, and we've talked about this from the start of the year. This the, this end of the schedule with Georgia, and then you look Arkansas. Obviously, not not having the best year, but then LSU, Missouri, Florida State. This is why you know starting off well on the road at Utah and playing well on the road at Kentucky were so important. And now you're playing a neutral site game against the number one team in the country. Is it a must win? No, it's not. But when you look down the the wire, you need to build some confidence because there's some very tough sledding ahead. Not that they're going to be tougher games than Georgia, but that's a tough schedule. And it's, and your team needs to play with some confidence and you hate to have to try to build it against the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, and and where do you start building this, guys? I mean, we've talked about Graham Mertz, you know, the good and the bad. I mean, watched him at uh, Wisconsin over the past couple of years. Um, you know, here's somebody who is third in the nation in completion percentage at 76% um, completing his passes. And, you know, even Coach Kirby Smart um, showed him some love. And, and, is, and we'll hear in a moment, uh, you know, talking you know to Billy Napier about his, his thoughts on this team. But even Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, um, said, hey, he's playing really well in the last couple of games. Um, what kind of X factor is is he in this one? Yeah, I think Mertz has been really good um, at this year, especially of late. I mean, last weekend, I mean, I never thought I'd see Graham Mertz throw the ball 48 times, complete 75% of his pitch, throw for 400-plus yards, but he's doing it. I mean, he's been fantastic. When you look at his efficiency, completing 76% of his passes, he has th- thrown, what, it's like 12 and 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, and that's all while getting pressured and, and getting uh, sacked 19 times. So he's been really good uh, considering what he's had to deal with from the offensive line. And he's getting better in a good system for his style of play. They're doing a good job uh, using him properly. Yeah, I think ultimately, if you want to help Graham Mertz, you've got to find a way to get that offensive line better. And you're picking a tough time to do that. But that offensive line has to have a good performance because Mertz has to be able to throw the pocket has to be clean and it's still maybe a challenge against this defense. But if he's fighting for his life back there and they can't run the football, 
this this game could get out of hand, and it could get out of hand quickly. One thing with the Georgia Bulldogs, they are without their All-American tight end Brock Bowers. You may recall he uh, had that uh, ankle injury back before uh, the off week, uh, had surgery on that ankle. He may come back in November, but they're not sure when. Uh, but he has looked without question. He is the top playmaker on this offense, leads the team in catches, yards, touchdowns this season. Oscar Delp will replace him uh, for Carson back in this uh, Georgia offense. Again, the, the Bulldogs coming into this game, uh, two touchdown favorites in this one in Jacksonville. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, uh, Florida coach uh, Billy Napier uh, talking earlier this week about this contest and uh, again, trying to get this win and a statement win it would be against the rival dogs. They haven't had one of those experiences that, that kind of recenters you at times, right? I think we oftentimes used to say, um, sometimes maybe getting beat early in the year is good for you. You know, and most of those championship teams did get beat, you know, early on. So uh, ultimately, you know, I think it speaks to the level of consistency that they've been able to achieve, you know, from a continuity standpoint. The systems on offense, defense, and in the kicking game have remained the same. Therefore, the players continue to develop their working on the same concepts, the same set of fundamentals. Um, so I, I think they benefited from that. Obviously, they've got a talented team. You know, this, this is a result of a lot of hard work. You know, I can remember, I think I told you guys this, when I got the job and I saw Kirby for the first time since he won it, you know, I congratulated him because I, I think we all know, having been a part of that, the amount of work that goes into it, right? So it's evaluation, it's recruitment, um, it's teaching and development, you know, and I think there's a um, intangible side of that as well that's important, you know, and I think to, to sustain that is impressive. You try to get as specific as you can about the plan, you know, all three parts of your team, you know, I think that you know, there's a conceptual part of the game. There's a fundamental part. Uh, certainly, you want your players to be in the right frame of mind when it's time to compete. But I don't think you got time to look up and think about that. You know, I think ultimately you're engrossed with preparing. You know, I know as a staff, ultimately we're trying to position the players, uh, put them in a sound play, give them an opportunity to compete, you know, work on the fundamentals and the communication that will be important. Let's go play, you know, and, um, you know, I think we're all aware of what George has been able to accomplish, um, and certainly we have respect for that. We've consistently talked about Napier being like maybe, you know, needs to turn around faster for people in Florida. If you win this game, that would be turning around fast enough. People would be very happy about that. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I think he's a good coach. I just don't know with the schedule as it is. I wonder if the fans are going to lose patience before they should because it's just a, a team that's not there yet and the schedule is there and sometimes they don't match and right now it doesn't fit very well. Uh, the big game in Jacksonville again. Let's uh, get more on this big matchup. Florida taking on number one, Georgia. Uh, Kevin Lewis, sports reporter with ABC Action News in Tampa, joining us now. Uh, Kevin, glad you've uh, come on the show here. Um, Look, this is what we've been talking about. Florida has had their ups and downs this season, um, but here's a chance to make the 2023 season really special by knocking off the rival Bulldogs and stopping their long winning streak. 
if there was ever a year it could happen with these two, you know, Georgia by their high standards coming down, back to the pack a little bit and Florida having, like you said, a, a very bizarre year. I, I think the for Florida, it's way more of a perfect storm uh, for, for them to pull an upset just because they've been so consistently inconsistent. Uh, I think especially offensively, I mean, there have been so many flashes. It's weird. I covered Graham Mertz when I worked in Wisconsin his first year in Madison. Uh, in 2019, and I think they list him as a junior now and with the COVID. So he'll be a doctor maybe by the time he's <laughs> on playing. But, um, you know, he that was the kind of the rap on him in his Badgers days where it was there would be flashes and there'd be stretches where he'd play great and complete 12, 13 passes in a row. And then other times you just look up uh, like this year, I think it was the Charlotte game. They scored on their first possession and then they got like five field goals or six field goals the rest of the way. So I think for Florida – like you said, this is uh, you know the game of their season. Like it usually is behind Florida State pretty much every year, uh, and I think they they honestly think they have a chance to uh, to shock number one. Well, and I think and really put the Gators who really put themselves on the map with a win here, with the way you you saw the LSU to come, you saw Florida State, which has shown from that opening route of LSU that they're here to stay and they're vying for one of those you know those four bids right in the college football playoff. Um, but here's a chance to really. You know, Florida's gotten in the rankings for a moment, came back down after the debacle up at Kentucky. Um, you know, here's a chance to kind of to to make something happen um, for the season and to really. And I think too, you know, to get for Billy Napier to get off the hot seat. You know, as long as you're up and down, there's always that that chirping. Uh, but if you get a win this Saturday, that goes away at least uh, for a few months. And it started really after the Utah game. Uh, the, you know, the season opener with Florida. It's like, oh, you know, or who have the Gators taking the step forward that they need to in Napier, you know, who's been here for 10 minutes um, or, or, you know, are we going to have to look around and then, you know, you beat Tennessee again at the swamp. And then, you know, the Kentucky game was just a head scratcher, uh, but you kind of, you don't forget about those, but yeah, beating Georgia would, I, I think be a sign to, you know, kind of put the fan base at ease big time. Um, and also the people, you know, the chirping that, Hey, you can beat a big time program, uh, you know, in Jacksonville. So, you know, neutral, site uh, technically but it's also big because they have a tough schedule coming up florida i mean they have lsu and missouri both on the road after arkansas and then florida state so if they lose to georgia i mean there's a real chance for any team would lose three out of those four games so i think if they can win uh this weekend and pull the upset this might catapult them to um i don't know dot 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 we'll see that you know it's got to start this weekend though i don't think anyone in gainesville is looking past Georgia, I mean, you don't look past the number one team in the country, uh, but especially this year when there might be a few more cracks uh, in their foundation as than there have been the last two years. Right. Talking with Kevin Lewis, again, he's a sports reporter with ABC Action News in Tampa about Florida and Georgia. Uh, you mentioned, again, Graham Merch, your experience covering him in, in Madison. You're right. You look at his stats and go, my God, he's completing 80% of his passes. Like, what's going on here? Uh, the, the run game. Um, can Florida run against this Georgia defense, in your opinion? I think they can run. I don't know how if like I don't think I, I don't know if it's going to be what wins the game for them. I mean, you want them to, you know, you don't want to have to worry about that. You know, you have uh, Johnson and ETN who are kind of like the same guy. I mean, but they're used a lot in the past game, too. It's kind of there's a lot of dump offs. Those guys both have double digit catches. So I, that they're going to have to lean on that because I think Graham Mertz is going to be moving around a lot. I think Georgia is going to try to make him beat them with his arm if he can. I mean, he's only thrown two interceptions uh, this year. And I think the Georgia defense maybe wants to make a statement as well. But if Florida can run effectively, those two guys, um, 
you know, kind of do a thunder and lightning and Mertz who can move a little bit too. Uh, this is going to be, you know, one of those games where, you know, Georgia in the first half this year has not been that impressive uh, their past few games. Uh, so if it's 17, 14 and a half either way, or, you know, a one score game, uh, I think Georgia really has to look out. And Superman um, is not on the field for Georgia. You know, Brock Bowers came on, literally put on his cape, step out of the phone booth. <clears throat> for those of us who are old enough to remember phone booths um, and, you know, carry this team to the victory at Auburn. Um, he's not there now. Um, All-American, a tight end. Listen, tight ends are a big part of today's scene in college football. As big as any with this Georgia offense, the things that he can do, um, that changes the dynamic as well. I know that Georgia's deep, right? I mean, they've, they've got talent all over the place. They recruit like nobody's business. Um, but that's a factor in this game. I mean, he's a, he's a one of one guy. I mean, there's no, you know, he, you start with him. That's a conversation. And yeah, when you lose a star, um, it's, you know, who, who's next. And for, you know, Carson Beck, I think they have, I just took a look and I think there are like seven or eight guys who have at least 10 catches for them. So you can spread it around. And I mean, he's kind of a forgotten guy, like, Oh, you know, he's no sets invented, but he still has like 2,200 passing yards almost. Um, and, and, you know, they're number one and unbeaten. So I think, Maybe a little bit of a statement game for him as well in terms of passing and saying, hey, we don't we can win without our best offensive player. And like you said, Georgia, the way they recruit, I know if I mean Brock Bowers, best tight end in the country, but I, you know, if any team can overcome it with someone filling in gaps at other spots, I think Georgia is probably the team that can do that. Yeah. We can't wait for this one. It's one that I've I've learned no longer call it world's largest cocktail party, the way I've done it for so many years. I don't do that anymore. Uh, so don't don't at me on social media, Kevin. Great to talk with you. Enjoy the game, and let's uh, let's catch up soon about uh, not only this Gators football team, but also basketball and everything else going on down there. Basketball. We have basketball. We have hockey. We have lacrosse. We have so this is like the best time of the World Series is starting up. So uh, I will no complaints in mid to late October down here. <laughs> That's right, and you're not in Madison, so it's warmer. So shoveling. That's right. Tampa's a great city. Uh, Kevin Lewis, thanks so much. Kevin Lewis, once again, he's sports reporter with ABC Action News in Tampa, and we appreciate his time here on the show. Keep it here. We've got more to come after this. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 that's 800-215-0341 Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828-800-448-0828-800-448-0828-800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828.
Hey, right back here on the show. Uh, let's talk a little, well, a little World Series, uh, right? We've got that going. Um, Rangers, D-backs. Uh, the biggest loser was Mattress, Mattress Mac. He's the Houston multi-multi-millionaire who always puts the giant bids, right? The giant uh, bets uh, on the Astros. Um, Astros failed to reach the World Series. As a result, uh, Mattress Mac, Jim McInvale is his name, lost uh, about $8 million on that. That's what he lost. That's tough. I, you know, I didn't, luckily if he'd let me do his picks for him, he, he'd do yeah. a lot better. See, yeah. and, and obviously, you know, he'd be, then he'd be millionaire, billionaire mattress Mac instead of millionaire mattress Mac. Yeah. And, and so thus the price of Serta mattresses went up by $50 a piece in the Houston <laughs> area. <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, he had, they won, uh, he might've won like, uh, $51 million that the Astros had won it all. So, yeah, well, I've got plenty of stories like that. <laughs> well, exactly. Every, every well, week uh, in the lottery, yeah, if, my, if they would have drawn my numbers, I would have won. You know, I've, I've come so close. I, I, I one time got the Powerball, the 1.5 billion. If they just had the other five numbers, I'd have won. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a jersey that on the back says, if only. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so my woulda coulda shoulda jersey that's right I, I i did back when it was just a lotto and the nose powerball mike i i got five numbers one time five out of six i got like it was like thirty three hundred dollars or something like that it was awesome yeah and i went and blew it on crap so there you go oh i thought you said crack <laughs> so, oh, wow crap <laughs> Mine's crack, crap. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, the World Series of Dice, grits and gravy. What seventy seven sevens in a row? Let's find out what he did with the money. Bought my mama a house. Spent the rest on pay, say, pay. <laughs> loves his mama, loves his PCP. Uh, staying down in Texas, Olympian Mary Lou Retton. Great story here, guys. The Olympic legend from the eighty four games in LA. Um, you know she's been really, really ill, but she's out of the hospital. How about the donations? Four hundred fifty thousand dollars in donations. Uh, people reached out for uh, Mary Retina. She was fighting for her life in the ACE ICU. She's now at home recovering from this uh, rare form of pneumonia. Just a, it's a great story that she's back at home. See, most people remember Mary Retton from being in in the Olympics in '84. I remember her for doing flips and Scrooged with yeah. Bill Murray. So there you go. So we all have our own <laughs> Mary Lou Retton memories. Yeah, and and I don't really remember from from the Olympics because if I don't watch a sport for four years, I don't obsessively watch it for three weeks straight. So I never watched her in the Olympics, but I did watch Scrooge, so I do remember that, Brad. Thank Aren't you, you a ray of sunshine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I never saw the U.S. hockey team. I saw that later on, you know, because I I don't watch hockey, so I never saw that. Yeah, she's she's not a wrestler, therefore he doesn't he doesn't know. That yeah, you know why isn't pro wrestling an Olympic sport? Oh, really? Oh God! <laughs> wait, wait, fake, 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 Right? What's her stage name? What's her stage? Oh, I don't know who she is. Yeah, exa- uh, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> little college football. Brian Kelly uh, stumbling his way into a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. All LSU had to do was become bowl eligible, win six games, and Kelly got a half million dollar check. Thank you very much. If they hadn't become bull eligible, he get a large buyout. <laughs> He'd have been gone, right? <laughs> That's what happens at LSU. So. Really? So he lost. He's a loser, right? Yeah, yeah, he lost. He lost money on this deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I, Brian Kelly giveth and Brian Kelly taketh away. But, I mean, look, 
the bottom line is, is if, if they go on a hot streak, they could make the people in SEC headquarters so angry if they could somehow beat Alabama and then go to the SEC championship game and then beat Georgia and then not qualify for the national title. <laughs> it would be hilarious for those people who don't like Brian Kelly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, I want to get this one in. Up in Michigan, they are applying for liquor licenses for games uh, for this season for basketball and hockey and in the future for football. Um, Michigan State already does it. A lot of Power 5 schools do it. And uh, they got permission earlier this week from their, you know, their board to move forward. So uh, drinks for everyone up in Ann Arbor. You you hope there's when they're looking, trying to steal the signs from across the, the way they can still see straight. That'll be the hard part. Or maybe they're hoping that they won't be able to see straight. They won't be able to catch them stealing signs in the future. Yeah, there's going to be a whole line of jokes when this one comes out. Twitter should be a, a, a light when we start seeing the alcohol at those Michigan games. That'll be a lot of fun. Because <laughs> the internet always wins. You know yes, that. Yes, it does. By the way, it's almost Christmas. Go see Scrooge again. Call it up. Classic. Awesome. <laughs> Bill Murray. Love it. <laughs> More after this. And watch Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. You're listening 
to the Gator Guys Radio Network. Once again, the big game in Jacksonville is what we're talking about. It is Florida taking on number one Georgia. Larry, Mike, and Brad join now back on the show yet again. And we always appreciate his time. Jacob Rudner of 24-7 Sports is here to talk about this matchup. Uh, let's uh, talk, I know, back midweek uh, on Wednesday night, uh, Coach Napier talking about this. Jacob, every time we talk, it's sort of like, well, you know, are they, which Florida team's going to show up? They've had a week to get healthy and think about this. Um, what's, what was Napier talking about Wednesday, and what's the mindset of this team going into the matchup with the Bulldogs? Yeah, I think it's important to note here that there is no or has been no understating of the challenge that exists in front of Florida here. I, th- I really think that's important. Florida is aware of just how good the team on the other sideline is. Uh, there is a clear amount of respect for that success. You don't win 24 games in a row in back-to-back national championships you know, as a fluke. Uh, and Florida is well aware of that. And I would also add this. you know, this is A lot of has been made about how Georgia will not have Brock Bowers for this matchup, and there is no denying that he is a superstar. But Florida, you know, while recognizing how big of a loss that is and how it might make things easier for it, you know, in the lead up to this contest or even while they, you know, when, when the game gets played and the ball gets put down. But there are still plenty of skill position players on that Georgia team. Uh, and Florida's coaches and players have recognized as much. This is an excellent team that they're up against. Uh, it will present a great challenge. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of people around the Florida building feel good about their own progress, you know, regardless of who they're going to be facing. Uh, this has been a solid start to the season in terms of record. I'm not sure anybody was really predicting five and two through seven weeks. Here Florida is uh, second in the SEC East heading into this Georgia matchup. Uh, and so I think that they feel good about their own progress uh, while also being very well aware of exactly what they're up against this weekend in Jacksonville. Yeah, with, with this Florida team, I, it seems like they have had obviously been up and down times they look like you know, against Tennessee, they look fantastic, but on the road, they they've struggled for sure. I mean, even against South Carolina, where they won, you know, it was it was a bit of a struggle defensively to get stops. And Georgia's not at home; it's not a road game, it's not a home game. But how does this? Can this team take it away from Gainesville and get something done? Is that kind of the next step? Yeah, I think broadly that is certainly something that needs to happen. Still, you know, this is a team that. Looked really good, uh, and, and we'll give them the credit that's due at South Carolina, and that's a road game. And, you know, Billy Napier historically has not been so good in those games. That's only his second win uh, on the road so far as Florida's head coach. That being said, uh, you know, they need to be able to sustain that momentum, and one game is not enough to, to prove that they've truly taken that step. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that there is an element to this game in Jacksonville where, you know, Florida is trying to sustain the momentum it generated offensively in South Carolina. You know, scoring 41 points on the road. Graham Mertz has looked fantastic. But then you look at what they're up against. You know, best third down defense in the country. Uh, one of the top passing defenses in terms of how they limit completion percentage. All things that have played typically to Florida's advantage in previous games. And so, yes, you know, playing outside of Gainesville and, and facing the caliber of competition that they're going to be facing uh, will be a big test. And it is something that I think Florida fans and even its coaches alike are looking for in terms of just a measuring stick for improvement. Uh, and and showing really where this program is at, you know, more than a year and a half under Napier's instruction. You know, Graham Mertz is is a solid quarterback, but he's not a guy who's going to be able to drop back fifty times against the Georgia defense and lead lead the the Gators to the promised land. Is the offensive line going to be able to open up enough holes for that running game 
so that they can keep the Georgia defense off balance so Mertz can can operate effectively back there? I think that that is the, the key to this whole game, and it's how Florida's offensive line will perform against a unit that has been spectacular, not just this season, but now dating back for several years. Uh, and, and to answer your question, I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, we've seen what Florida's offensive line has looked like now through seven games or more than halfway through the season. To call the unit impressive, really, in any sense, I think would be a stretch so far at this point. Uh, you know, you just go quickly through the statistics so far this season. This is a defense, or excuse me, an offensive line that has surrendered as many pressures pretty much as anybody in the country. They rank outside the top 100 uh, in sack percentage allowed. They do not have a very high. Uh, rushing yard average per game so far this season or per attempt. Uh, And I don't know that this is the opponent where you get those things going. This is a very good Georgia team that is going to be disciplined. Uh, They are on their P's and Q's every week, if in no area, but defense. Uh, I mean, so this is, this is going to be a tough game. And and I'm not sure that Florida's offensive line will prove to be something that we haven't already seen so far this season. And so, I, you know, I, do I think that there's a chance that they go out there and put together their best performance? Yes. They get their starting center back for the first time in, in this couple of weeks. Kingsley Aguakin is expected to play. Uh, their left tackle, Austin Barber, is perceived at this point to be healthy. Uh, but still, is that enough to, you know, drastically improve to a degree where that unit is going to be the savior that Florida kind of needs it to be? I'm not so sure. Talking with Jacob Rudner of 24-7 Sports about the matchup on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Uh, again, number one, uh, Georgia taking on uh, the Gators. Um, you know, as we talk about, we were, we were choking earlier um, in the show about, you know, boy, if Florida's played so well at home, if they could just kind of, you know, I don't know, before game time, transfer the turf from Ben Hill Griffin uh, up, to, up to Jacksonville. You know, maybe they could, you know, they could find better success, you know. What is it about playing away from home um, that this team, and, and again, now you get Georgia. I mean, I think if this game's in Gainesville, you give Florida a, a better chance at this, right? Um, but boy, they just, they step outside Gainesville and they've really just, um, in the past couple of years, they really had their 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 struggles in trying to find uh, a good rhythm and, and get those wins. Well, they have, certainly. And, and, and I would say this, you know, if I or anybody had an answer for what was causing those struggles, they fixed it by now. And so I'm honestly not really sure what causes them to be a different team when they leave the confines of their home stadium. Uh, But I can tell you this, fixing that is kind of front of mind at this point for this coaching staff. We've heard now from Billy Napier on multiple occasions. He goes, you know, listen, we know how we play when we go away from home, and we are acutely aware of the need to fix that. He even called it the next step for his program verbatim just a couple weeks ago. Uh, before the team went out to Kentucky and, and lost in what I would call embarrassing fashion. And so they uh, have experienced now, you know, the kind of the throes of defeat on the road, and they know how it feels to to kind of play towards a reputation. You know, people talk about how you're not such a good road team, and when you go out and you prove those people right, you know, that, that stings. And Billy Napier has talked about that. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's a motivation problem. I doubt that it is. Uh, it seems that this team kind of gets away from its cohesion to a degree but also uh you know the way that it prepares and its attention to detail aren't exactly reflected in its road performances i would say there are a lot of uh you know schematic and operational issues that that shouldn't be occurring you know baseline level stuff the tackling has been bad the gap integrity has struggled really you know big time in recent weeks even in south carolina florida allows 39 points uh to a south carolina team that is really unimpressive in my opinion this is this is a group uh that just 
plainly kind of gets away from itself when it when it leaves home. And I, and you know, I think that there's also uh, something to be said for just the mental side of the game and how much maybe. Uh, that reputation gets in the heads of players and, you know, you go out on the road and they put the ball down and those are the things that kind of consume you. And I, and I do wonder about that level of impact, but, you know, to answer your question, your guess is as good as mine as far as what's actually causing this. Uh, but I can tell you that, you know, this is a team that is aware of the struggles uh, and feels a certain pressure to fix them quickly. As I kind of look at the Florida, like Graham, I spent a lot of time watching Graham Mertz in the Big Ten, right? So I got to see him play, you know, up close and personal. Now he's, you know, at Florida. Have you been surprised at how efficient he has been? You know, I, I don't think people have talked about him enough. He's completing 76% of his passes, thrown for 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, despite the fact he's been sacked 19 times. So he's done all this while you know, kind of taking a beating back there. Um, so have you been surprised by his and, and his progression over the last couple of weeks? Looks like it, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I, I have. And I would give a lot of credit to Florida here because Billy Napier did say at the time of Graham Mertz's signing that they viewed Mertz as somebody who could come into their system and operated at a level that they hadn't really gotten last year to a degree from Anthony Richardson but also that they felt that they could get a level out of Mertz that he hadn't really had an opportunity to show at Wisconsin. And I think that there are people at Wisconsin over the last couple of years who would tell you that maybe they didn't utilize Mertz the best way possible. They didn't put him in the best positions. Uh, he was not well protected there. He also didn't really have a, a great depth of skill variety around him, especially to really be able to help him out in the passing game. That is something that he kind of has at his disposal at Florida. You know, Eugene Wilson, the freshman wideout, is extremely talented. Ricky Pearsall is having a career season. He looks like somebody who's going to be a borderline day two draft pick. Uh, Fred for freshman tight end, Arliss Boardingham has been the best receiving tight end at Florida since Kyle Pitts. Uh, those are the things that have helped Graham Mertz. And I would say that Mertz has done an exceptional job of doing what is asked of him. And that is to be extremely efficient in the short yardage to intermediate yardage passing game, uh, to be really an operator in running these run replacement screens, utilizing the motions and the window dressing that Billy Napier puts into this offense and just running the system. It is not a very complex system. It doesn't really ask a lot of its players other than execution. If you can execute this scheme, the staff feels as though it will be successful. We did see that in full effect in Columbia when they really put a beating on that South Carolina defense, 41 points. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Mertz has, has impressed me. What I would like to see more of as we get into this last part of the season uh, is kind of at attacking that deeper part of the field, really, you know, trying to challenge the the, the deepest secondary, being the safeties, uh, with some more over-the-top plays. But, you know, I, I think it's hard to complain uh, when you have a quarterback who's thrown for nearly 2,000 yards, turned the ball over twice, and, and you know, has been efficient. 76% uh, completion so far this year. So when you, you know, go up into the press box, Jacob, and – you're, you're thinking about uh, if the Gators are to pull an upset, who are the players that you're thinking have to step up to make that happen? You know, I mentioned one of them just a second ago, and that's Eugene Wilson. I, I think that the freshman wide receiver has been spectacular when called upon this year and when healthy. Uh, and I'm not sure that many defenses have presented a true answer to countering what he's able to do. This is a guy who is effective as a route runner as just a regular receiver. Uh, you can put him in the slot and he'll challenge even your fastest corners. One wrinkle that I found really interesting, and, and I've actually 
you know, started to explore here and started to write about is Florida has utilized him now slowly more and more out of its backfield, uh, presenting just a, a unique challenge for opposing defenses, you know, putting up a, a five foot 10, 180 pounds, maybe freshman wide receiver who has that, I like to call it motorbike speed where there's levels to the speed and, and, and he's just such has high level quickness and twitch uh, against linebackers. And then it puts guys in uncomfortable situations. And I do wonder what this very talented and very disciplined Georgia defense will do when it's faced with a gadget guy who really runs his position well, who does a good job when he's placed in the backfield and challenging and occupying linebackers and taking over the middle of the field and, and how that's also going to impact some of the players around him. How much will Georgia have to pay attention to a guy like Eugene Wilson? And what will that do for players like Ricky Pearsall, who have also proven pretty dependable this season, just in terms of creating more advantageous matchups for him. And so I would say that's the first. And then the second has to be the line of scrimmage in this game. I mean, Georgia does such a great job protecting its quarterback and getting after other teams' quarterbacks. Florida, we have not seen really do a good job in either category so far this season. If those struggles continue in Jacksonville, personally, I see this being very, very tough sledding for Florida. Uh, You know, if you do those things, Still very difficult, but but you have a better shot. Yeah, you know Georgia also just such a great job of, of staying ahead of the chains. Uh, they just they they just don't make a lot of mistakes. Keep the ball moving. You're exactly right. I don't know about you guys. I'm now ready for kickoff. Jacob Rudder of Twenty Four Seven Sports. We appreciate uh, the the knowledge on this and uh, enjoy the game in Jacksonville. Appreciate it, guys. It's always a pleasure. All right, thanks so much, Jacob Rudner. Again, Twenty Four Seven Sports uh, talking about the the Gators taking on number one Georgia three thirty. Uh, p.m. Saturday, and uh, of course, it's in Jacksonville, and it'll be seen on CBS. Stay with us, Skater Guys. Sports Spectacular continues after this. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. Oh, the legendary late Larry Munson with the iconic call, Baloo to Scott, uh, and that Georgia-Florida game back when they called it the world's largest cocktail party. They don't anymore, and, and we're, all, we're all for that. Uh, okay, time now here, end of the show, to get your picks. Florida and number one, Georgia. Brad Sturdy, who you got? 
Man, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. I, I, it's, I can't pick against Georgia, though. I, I really, I'm, I was thinking Florida, but I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I, I don't think this is going to be close. I think Georgia is going to, I think the closest it's going to be is 0 0. And I think Georgia's going to win this with relative ease, you know, 14 points, something along those lines. So you're giving me the points? For the money that we put on the table, yes. <laughs> I've got to go with you that Brad I'm with you I, I want to pick Florida in this uh, but I just think Georgia at the end um, you know they've got too much if this were in Gainesville um, I might feel differently but it's not yep. and uh, so I'm going to go Bulldogs to go eight and no and uh, win this series again great one out at the Pac-12 and no it does not involve USC uh, who thought we would say that back in August uh, Oregon at Utah the Utes, Utes, the reigning Pac-12 champions, trying to win the league, and you know, possibly it's it's last year. Yeah, I, I'm going with Oregon here. I just I, I think that uh, you know Bo Nix is going to lead them to this win. I think he's played really well this year. Probably one of those unsung guys when you talk to you know, depending on how things sh- shake out. 19 TDs, one interception so far. I think he that he leads them to this win over a Utah defense that's very good though. I'm going to go with the pig farmer at quarterback. I like Utah. I think uh, Whittingham is one of the better coaches in college football, and I think Utah at home is going to be victorious. I like what Utah's done with their starting quarterback, Cam Rising, out. I mean, you know, who would have thought they would have done this, right, this season? with the backup quarterback. I'm going with the Utes as well uh, in this one. Um, I think Oregon, again, with Bo Nix, uh, they've had an outstanding season. What a year for the Pac-12, and I'm going Utah uh, in this one. All right, uh, let's go to the Big Ten now. Ohio State cruising right along. They're at Wisconsin, which found a way to get the win last week on the road uh, at Illinois. Uh, Buckeyes or Badgers? Buckeyes. No analysis needed. Marvin Harrison Jr. is my is now my Heisman choice, so go Bucks. Yeah, Buckeye's going to win this. There's going to be no referee to disqualify Harrison in the middle of the game. Although <laughs> that that might be their only chance. That's how they got Illinois with uh, with uh, Newton, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of a no-brainer. Ohio State uh, at, at Wisconsin, I take the Buckeyes in this one as well. By the way, we should point out, uh, all of us went 3-0 and um, last week. That clearly won't happen now with us making uh, different picks. Brad, Sturdy, have you missed a game? This one season? this Just year. One. Okay. Well, 17 and one. Not that I'm counting. No, not, no, you're not at all. So We're I did, rapidly getting to as high as he can go though. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming soon. Sturdypicks.com. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe so. Uh, is it, the rumor is that he's contacted Jamie Foxx to do his ads for him. So, um, <laughs> so, not, so you know, you're now betting with the king of sports books, Brad Sturdy, yeah. sturdypicks.com. Um, <laughs> hey guys, as always, it's uh, more fun than we deserve, and hopefully, you enjoyed it as well. We appreciate all of our guests who stopped by today. Be sure to enjoy the games, enjoy the weekend, and be safe. We'll see you right back here, same place, same time next week. For Brad and Mike, I'm Larry. For all the guys here, thanks. We'll see you. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of the Gator Guys Sports Spectacular.